Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clue series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We are also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. We believe well-designed employee benefit programs enhance people's lives. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, as always, Al McDonald. Well, Al, the sun is shining, so that makes it a good day for me. What do you say? It is a beautiful day. We're into the middle of March. And of course, it's it's a Friday. So that's the first positive thing. And it's podcast Friday. So that's even better. My favorite day of the month, podcast Friday. And I couldn't be more excited with today's lineup and, and especially our first guest because I'm just really excited. I'm going to do a bit of an intro before we welcome her officially on the show, but I think she's got a great story to tell. So joining us today is Erica Rankin, CEO of Brodo. And Erica is a 26-year-old fitness advocate. We have that in common. I'm flexing for those of you who can't see. From a small town in Ontario, Canada, she grew up working on horse farms and developed an interest in fitness in 2017, shortly after graduating with a BA in psychology. Wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, she became passionate about recreating her favorite treats and putting a healthy spin on them. She started to develop an interest in weightlifting. Again, we have it in common flex and nutrition and was really drawn to the fitness community. As time went on, she became greatly interested in better for you foods and trying to lead a more plant-based lifestyle. Al, you have that in common with Erica. She noticed there was a gap in the market for an improved version of a nostalgic treat, cookie dough. Oh, so good. This led to the development of Brodo, and she bridged that gap by creating a 100% vegan plant-based protein-infused edible cookie dough that is lower in sugar. She wanted to take this treat and transform it into something individuals could enjoy without sacrificing their health or fitness goals or feel guilty about. Welcome to the show, Erica. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we've, we've had a couple of uh, conversations, both online and offline, and I really enjoy those chats. So I'm so glad uh, you could uh, join us today. And I just want to let the audience know how we met Erica. So everybody knows I'm super active on LinkedIn. That's my platform. Although we're, we were talking earlier about Clubhouse and, and Erica, I think you give me some good insights on that. But I kept seeing your posts and not only were they really funny a lot of the time, I really felt you were being your authentic self as you're, you're sharing your journey, the positive sides of being an entrepreneur, of which there are many, as most of us know, and that's why we do it, but as well as some of the, the less glamorous side. And, and I think you've been very honest about that. And based on our conversations, I think you've got a really interesting story to tell. So I'm so glad you're here. So why don't we jump right into it? Let's start with the obvious. What is Brodo? Yeah, so thanks for all the kind words. Really appreciate it. And uh, Brodo is Canada's first and only 100% vegan, protein-infused, better-for-you edible cookie dough. It's completely vegan, contains 5 grams of plant-based protein per serving, and uh, less sugar than traditional cookie dough. Nice. And where did the name come from? So it's kind of a play on words. Again, like I have been in the fitness community for several years. I competed in multiple bodybuilding competitions. And 
it's one of those gym terms like you even lift bro um because of that added <laughs> protein in my product um most of my customers are lifters or fitness advocates so it's really geared towards um those individuals i love the name and obviously you and i have chatted before and i can relate because i mean my goodness i've been i've been working out since i was maybe 15 years old. I remember, I remember my dad going to, to Sears years ago and I, I, and I still have them down in the basement, those, those plastic weights filled with cement. So I, I can certainly relate. Now, is this something, and I'm into fitness as well. And, and you talked about bodybuilding and, and, and obviously I don't compete in anything like that, but summer's coming summer's around the corner. I told Al in January, I said, here's my, here's my thing. I want to be jacked by June. So I'm, I'm currently on a cut. So is this something that works into, into someone who's, who's really, you know, watching, watching that intake? And is this a, is this a treat that you could actually get away with while you're doing something like that? Yeah. I mean, it's a better for you. I wouldn't say it's like calorie free or sugar free, but (laughs) I just kind of wanted to take like a really sweet, guilty treat and make it a little bit better. Like there's half the amount of sugar So it's lower in carbs. There's an average of three grams of fat per serving versus like eight to 10 for regular cookie dough. And then how's that added protein as well to kind of balance out the nutritional profile of it. So it it can definitely be enjoyed in moderation on a cut. (laughs) Good news. Good news. So Erica, tell us why cookie dough? Was this, was this a vice growing up and you thought that as an adult, you, you, you needed something a little healthier or why did you choose cookie dough? Yeah, it's like one of those like nostalgic childhood treats, right? Growing up, my my mom baking cookies, I always wanted to lick the bowl. Like she'd ask who wants to lick the bowl. Me and my sister would literally fight over it. So <laughs> super nostalgic treat. And even like my my neighbor's mom, she was a baker. And I remember just eating so much peanut butter cookie dough. I got sick one time and I, w- I just loved it so much. But I didn't love the feeling I got after I ate it. And the sugar crash and like the raw eggs, like it's not meant to be eaten raw, right? So it's yeah, that nostalgic treat. And then also when I wanted to launch this business, I wanted to bring a better for you food. And I looked at the Canadian market and there was a hole. There was no protein infused vegan cookie dough. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna make it and I'm gonna bring it to Canada. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the story behind Frodo and why why I chose cookie dough. We can definitely relate to that. I think my kids still fight over the uh, the, the cookie dough that's left <laughs> even to this day. So know exactly what you're talking about. I was about to comment on that as well, Al. I mean, you talk about nostalgia and, and as you're saying, telling us that story, I don't think there's anyone listening that can't relate back to their childhood and thinking, because as you were saying that, and I didn't, I didn't expect that you were going to talk about licking the bowl, but it brought up these memories of even, you know, being in my mom's kitchen. And, you know, we'd, we'd get to do that. And again, fighting over it because there was, there was three kids. And of course I was the youngest. So I really had to fight my way to get to that bowl. So to me, it's always nice where something that you create can bring those memories. So that's really great. I talked about in the intro, I followed you on LinkedIn. And one of the things that I appreciate about you is, is you, you tell your story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So entrepreneur life, as I said, can be great. It can also be what people don't see behind the scene, a lot of work and a lot of hard times. And quite frankly, times where you, you go home and you think, what the heck am I doing? Why am I doing this? So what keeps you motivated during those times? I guess there's a bunch of different things. And at the end of the day, I think it comes down to discipline because there are many times where I'm just not motivated, but I just keep on keeping on. But what gets me out of bed in the morning is my customers, honestly, like seeing a product that I made that brings happiness to people as simple as cookie dough. Like it has such a big impact. And yeah, that, that is one thing that keeps me going for sure. And 
just having like the right people around me to help me keep going on those days. Like yesterday was a struggle and I have a growth partner and I was like, I'm having a crisis. And I messaged him and he's like, what's going on? And he called me and he like kind of brought me down and calmed me down. And he's like, it seems like a lot right now, but he explained it in a really good way. And, uh, it's like planting a tree, right? Like a fruit tree. The fruit's the last thing, right? You have to be patient. It has to grow. And then you get the fruits of your labor at the end, right? So I'm planting the tree right now and it's growing and it's a slow, long process. But at the end, the fruit will come. I just have to be patient. So <laughs> it's so important to have those people. And I can relate. You do have those days where, you know, you think, oh my gosh, what's what's going on here? And you, you start to panic. Luckily, I have a partnership for that with Al and, and, and Joe. Joe isn't on the on the podcast here today, but you know, those are the guys that I run to. And we we joke around in the office that Al is the voice of reason because <laughs> Joe and I, my other partner, we will get very animated about what we're doing. And Al is very level-headed and he's able to, not that he doesn't have emotion, but he's able to remove the emotion from the situation, say, hey, listen, here's where you are, here's what's happening. And here's how we can fix it or create a solution. So I think it's I think it's incredibly important. And I'm glad you pointed that out that you're not just on this journey alone. You've got people to to rely on and reach out to. And, and I would encourage anyone listening to, if you don't have those people in your corner, reach out. There are people who want to mentor other people. There are people that will lend you their ear. I have always said to people, I'm really good at having coffee and having a conversation. Now, it's a little more difficult nowadays because we're not getting together in person. But you want to nerd out on business. You want to vent to somebody. I'm a phone call away right? Because I, I love helping people. And and I, it was interesting. One of the things you said, Erica, was you love making people happy. That's why you know, you're doing this. And I find that's a very common theme with entrepreneurs. They want to help people, whether it's making them happy through the product that you're making or what Al and I do, we want to help people. And I think when you have that genuine passion for helping people, you're not going to have that straight line to victory, uh, in terms of success, it's you know there's going to be all kinds of challenges there. But I think if you genuinely want to help people and make people happy, there's nothing that can stop you. So I, I love hear, hearing your story. Yeah, that's the key. And like bringing value to others is, yeah, the stuff that gets me out of bed in the morning. And 100%. So Erica, you've been doing this for a while. And a lot of our listenership, our other business owners, entrepreneurs, if you could circle back and do something differently than what you've done, what would it be? I think the one thing that I didn't do, I am a very introverted person. Like I'm a forced extrovert is what I like to call myself for the longest time. Like I launched my company in December of 2019 and I actually didn't get on LinkedIn until like September of 2020. I was very scared to put myself out there and ask questions and seem like I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of had this ego that I kind of had to, I had to tear down those walls and just be curious and reach out to people. So I guess like, I wish I put myself out there earlier and had a support system in place sooner because again, like I'm a solo founder and it got to a point where I didn't have anyone to lean on or help me. And I turned to LinkedIn when I really had to versus I should have done it like earlier on in my journey for sure. I think you've done a very good job of making up for lost time because again, I see the engagement that you get and it's incredible. I mean, I'm, I'm connected with a lot of people on LinkedIn and you are one of the people that gets the most engagement. So I think, I think you've made up for lost time, but you know, you commented on something there that I can certainly relate to. And, and I go back to uh, when I was in school, 100%. And I think people listening to the podcast would find it very surprising about myself anyway, is I am definitely an introvert. I remember being in school and I remember being in class 
And unless I raised my hand and spoke within the first 10 minutes, because I had to work my way up to it, then it just wasn't going to happen because I would lose, I would lose that confidence. But if I could get it out early and my voice heard among my peers, then I was okay. So going into a sales career was very, very challenging. Yeah, I can, I can totally relate with that. Like even the class thing, like I wouldn't contribute at all. Like I had to contribute at the beginning. Otherwise I'd be sitting there anxious and be afraid to put my hand up and say something. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. (laughs) So Erica, we've talked about your journey. Again, I've been watching your journey and, and, I, and I think you're going to continue to be successful because you are, you are very genuine. There's a lot of people nowadays looking at other people and, and what they're doing. And I think you're a very good example, a very good role model of, especially for you know, the younger demographic of, hey, here's how you put yourself out there, even if you're not confident about it. Here's how you take a chance. And as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, you know, you can be successful. So if you could give someone one piece of advice who's looking just, you know, just at the point where they're looking to start a business, what advice would you give them? I think there's like two big things that I say to this question. Um, The first, whatever you decide to do, make sure you're passionate about it and you have a strong why, like don't do it just for the money because the first year, even the second year, maybe the third year, you're not really going to see any monetary gain from what you're doing. And if you're not making money and you're not passionate about it, what's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Right. And you're likely to give up sooner than later. Right. So that's one piece of advice. Um, The other piece, don't feel like you're underqualified. That was one thing that I struggled with. I had my business idea in August and I launched it in December because I sat on it and I was like, God, who am I? I didn't go to school for business. I don't know how to launch a business. But I think if you like learn the basics, have a business plan, understand how to kind of get it off the ground. And then you're going to, you're going to learn a lot of stuff on the business, right? On the go. And yeah, just, just go for it. Don't sit on it. (laughs) Nothing like diving right into, uh, to learn sink or swim, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a great piece of advice. I, I honestly think if business owners were more naive at the beginning, there would be a lot more of them because I think exactly what you said, you can find a hundred reasons why you're going to fail and why this isn't going to work. And sometimes just, you know, that blind confidence or blind naivety is actually the best thing to just get started. (laughs) I love that you said naive because that's literally what I say. I tell myself, I'm like, if I knew all the things I know now, I don't know if I would have jumped into this because exactly. yeah. there's many things. Yeah. So you definitely do have to have a bit of naiveness when you first get into it. So Erica, what do you do? Uh, what do you do in your downtime? What do you do to relax, get away from the business? Yeah. Like I haven't been as great at working out lately, but I try to get an exercise. I go for hikes with friends. I love like cooking, baking. I don't bake as much anymore because I do a lot of that in the kitchen right now with my actual product, making it and I need a break. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I like getting outside. I used to have horses. That's one thing that I really want to get back into down the road. Nice. Time and money. But yeah, most of my time is spent working on the company (laughs) right now. You'd get along well with Al. Al used to have a horse. Oh, well, okay. not me personally, my wife. No. <laughs> my wife was definitely big into riding and, and still does on occasion. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your story. You know, it's the reason why I wanted to have it on the podcast. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at Brodo? Yeah, so they can email me, Erica, E-R-I-C-A, at brodo.ca. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Eric Rankin, and uh, you can follow my Instagram, Brodo Canada. 
All right. Awesome. Well, that does it for today's episodes. Really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation or on LinkedIn or Clubhouse nowadays. Success leaves clues, my friends. Remember, it all starts with one. Bye.